Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, our review of the Italian Grand Prix. It's just finished. 10-15 minutes ago, I've got my notebook here in front of me. It's much better than Ted's notebook. It's it's bigger for, for one. Ted's only small. This is much bigger. We're going to dissect everything that happened there in that race. Make sure you subscribe firstly because we'll have the driver rankings out tomorrow. Then we'll have a week off from F1, so I'll have a different kind of video out for you next weekend, as well as a news video just in case any news does happen. Then we'll be back for the Singapore Grand Prix in two weeks' time. But... Let's talk about the Italian Grand Prix. It started with Carlos Sainz on pole, Max Verstappen alongside, uh, Lewis Hamilton on the hards, as was Valtteri Bottas and Kevin Magnussen, everyone else on the medium tyres. But on the formation lap, Yuki Tsunoda pulls over and is out of the race before it even starts with an engine failure. Which, uh, it's a shame for him, nothing he could do. Uh, really is heartbreaking for that kind of thing to happen before he can even do anything. So... Very unfortunate for him. They abandon the start, and 20 minutes later we get going for, for real. Carlos Sainz has a fantastic getaway and manages to keep the lead. Albon gets past Piastri, though, and he's up into P6. And now we just get a lot of Sainz versus Max. And I've got to say, as much as I don't think Max was fully going for it, um, Science was doing some fantastic defending, putting his car in just the right position to give enough space, but just not enough space for an overtake. Max could have got alongside, but if he would have, he wouldn't have been able to get round. And it shows the intelligence of Max as well to know that that space wasn't enough. He stays behind and just waits and waits and waits because he know that he knows that chance is coming. It's just about when, and Science did a great job there. Uh, yeah, he's constantly he's putting his car right in the middle. Uh, into that chicane into turn one. Further back down, we have uh, Sergio Perez and George Russell battling out for P4. That started on lap eight. Um, Max is just playing with science, I thought, at this point. He says on his radio about how uh, science's tyres are going. Once again, he knows he's going to get past. It's just a question of when. Um, yeah, let, yes, again, uh, yes, that was the two battles at the start of the race in the top five was uh, Charles... Charles, Carlos and Max and then George and Perez that's when the pit stop started to happen it was Gasly, Joe and Magnussen the first three to pit uh, Joe and Gasly were from the hards whereas Magnussen, he sat on the hards and pitted the mediums on lap 13 the Haas again, really struggling on those tyres and it seemed like a lot of the grid struggled on the hard tyres um, sorry, struggled on the medium tyres especially at the start with uh, 11 laps in, I know we're having the softest compound of the lot this weekend but still 11-12 laps is very early to go from those mediums to the hards uh, Perez is able to get past Russell but they both go on track and Perez gives the position back that's on lap 11 uh, Lawson pits for the hards on laps 14 and on lap 15 uh, Max takes the lead of the race around the outside into the sh into the second chicane really great move yes again great defensive driving from Carlos Sainz but a great move from Max as well to take the lead of the race on lap 16 Lando Norris is asking for team orders to get past Oscar Piastri and Sergio Perez finally gets past Russell it took a bit longer than I would have hoped for Perez to get past Russell it did slow him down a bit in the end it didn't really mean too much but it did take a while um, Albon pits the hard on lap 16 and um, 
Leclerc is now trying to is now properly on the back of Carlos Sainz. This is a battle that would go on throughout the entire race. And Leclerc joins Lando Norris in asking for team orders for him to get past. That's on lap 18. Sainz pits first of the Ferraris from lap 20. That's for the hards. And Russell pits on the same lap as well. And as uh, Sainz's pit stop is done, Russell is coming in. So that actually slows down Sainz a little bit there as well. Verstappen also pits on lap 20 for the hards. And Leclerc pits on lap 21. Leclerc comes out of the pits neck and neck with Sainz. And there's a bit of a battle into the second chicane, which uh, Sainz comes out on top of. If it wasn't for that uh, Russell... Uh, hindrance there. I think Sainz would have had a much, much easier time. Perez pits on lap 22 for the hards and Norris comes in on lap 23 for the hards. And this annoyed me so much because it's the second time now that McLaren have done this where Piastri and Norris are next to each other. Piastri is in front and they pit Norris first. They did it in Hungary. They've done it here. I can't believe the favouritism they're showing here when, you know, it's with a team like a Red Bull where it's Max versus Perez and it's like, you know, Max is going for the title and Perez is so far behind that it doesn't really matter. I can kind of understand it. When it was like uh, Hamilton and Bottas and they'd, they would say Hamilton go in front of Bottas, I can understand it. When you're a McLaren and every point matters... And in terms of the Drivers' Championship, it doesn't really matter where they finish because they're going to be, like, there or thereabouts. It's all about the Constructors' Championship. Go for your faster driver. And when Piastri's in front, take a chance on Piastri. I know Nor I know McLaren love Norris so much. But, yes, come on. Piastri's good. Give him a chance. They pull Piastri in the next lap. Um, Russell was under investigation at this point for gaining an advantage by leaving the track when he uh, came out of the pit lane... Ocon got in front of him, then he skipped the chicane, got in front of Ocon, and didn't give the position back, carried on going, which is such a weird move, because Ocon hadn't pitted at that point, and Russell had. Ocon's in, like, 17th, 16th place, whereas Russell, he was fighting for, like, P5. So, it was such a stupid move to fight Ocon at that point, because you're so much faster, and to get that penalty was just a silly move from uh, George Russell. So, yeah, uh... Piastri pits and Lando uh, comes out in front of him. There's a slight touch between them, but they both carry on and Lando is ahead. Uh, Lewis Hamilton was leading the race at this point uh, as he hadn't pitted yet, but Max does get past him on lap 25 into turn one and Lewis gave him enough room and there was no crash, which was good. Uh, Sainz then passes Lewis, Leclerc passes Lewis and Perez passes Lewis all in the same lap and Lewis Hamilton finally pits for the mediums on lap 28. Uh, he then gets past Alonso for P9 on lap 29. And this is when the battle between Albon and Norris starts for P6. This is on lap 30. And this would go on for quite some time. Uh, also on the track at the same time, Perez is battling Leclerc for P3. And um, there's a there was going into the second chicane, and Leclerc. I don't know if they. I don't think they actually touched, but Leclerc does push him a little bit too wide. Perez gets onto the grass as they're going in. I thought that was a bit naughty from Leclerc there. We've seen him do it there um, 
a couple times, not just in this race, but in the past as well, he likes to push people a bit too far out on there because he knows he can get away with it, and he did here as well. But Perez would get past Leclerc eventually for P3 on lap 23. Now, at this point, some guys are questioning doing a two-stop, and Lawson and Joe actually do do that. They pit for the second time on lap 34. Albon is doing a fantastic job fighting to keep Norris behind him. Really, really good. Uh, Norris trying to overtake him all the time. He does try and pass Albon, but goes off the track, gives the place back on lap 39. Now, uh, McLaren try and do a bit of a cheeky boy here. They tell Lando to pit, but it's a trick to try and get Albon to pit. It didn't work, though. Williams didn't fall for it. Um, now, Lewis Hamilton's on the back of this group, so we've got Albon in the lead from uh, Norris, then it's Piastri, then uh, Lewis Hamilton catches up to Piastri at this point as well. We get Perez and Sainz for P2. That's happening near the front of the grid. And Lewis... Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Lewis goes for a move on Oscar Piastri. He goes wheel-to-wheel, -wheel and he hits him. This is on lap 42. Uh, Perez, uh, Piastri breaks his front wing. I thought Lewis might have um, floor damage or a puncture at one point, but he seemed okay. Piastri pits for a new front wing. Lewis Hamilton once again, you know, questionable wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing. And some somebody needs to have a word with Ted Kravitz because... It's very obvious that Ted Kravitz is a big, big fan of Lewis Hamilton. And, you know, reporters and commentators, they're always going to be fans of different races because that's what they do. They watch the racing. We're all fans of different people. But there's being a fan and there's being a blind, loyal supporter because of this interaction between uh, Lewis and Piastri, where Lewis blatantly hit Piastri, Ted Kravitz describes this as a little bit of a needless move from Piastri. Piastri, who was just sat on the corner of the, uh, sat on the wide side of the corner, couldn't go anywhere, and Lewis hit him. That was a needless move from Piastri. I understand you're a fan of Lewis Hamilton, Ted, but sometimes you need to actually look at what's going on, because that's one of the most ridiculous statements anyone's ever made. Going on, Lewis Hamilton gets a five-second penalty for causing a collision, because he caused a collision. Uh, Perez is finally able to get past Sainz for P2, that's on lap 46 of 51, and then Leclerc passes Sainz for P3, but Sainz comes back and gets him. This is an incredible battle between the two Ferraris in the last few laps for the final podium position. Both Ferrari lads wanting to be on that podium, that incredible podium in front of all the Tifosi there. Sainz locks up, Leclerc locks up, they're going head-to-head. -head. This is for like the last three or four laps. Really great racing from both of them. Sainz joins uh, the Leclerc and Norris club of asking for team orders to just go, guys, tell him to stop attacking me. Let's just go to the finish. Um, Sergeant Furback, he gets a penalty for causing a collision with Bottas. This wasn't actually shown on the actual race feed, but he kind of went on a dive bomb onto Bottas into that second chicane and hit him. It's a clear penalty. It's a shame for Piastri, but... Not Piastri, for Sergeant, but there you go. Uh, Leclerc's final chance to get past Sainz into the turn one. He has a huge lockup, messes it up. Luckily, doesn't lose a position to, I think it was um, Russell behind him, was it? Yeah, uh, doesn't lose a position or anything like that. But Sainz secures P3. But Max Verstappen wins the race. Ten wins in a row. Do you know just how incredible that statistic is? No one ever thought anyone would ever beat Sebastian Vettel's nine in a row. And Max Verstappen has come here and done ten in a row. Think about that. 70 years, over 70 years of Formula One history. 
all the eras of dominance that always get spoken about. You know, the Senna's, the Prost's, the Schumacher's, the Hamilton's, the Vessels, the Alonso's, the Fangio's. All those eras of dominance, nobody has ever done 10 race wins in a row. And, you know... I know there are people who try to put Max down because they don't like him for whatever reason. But at this point, if you can't respect Max Verstappen's talent and the talent of that Red Bull team, you're just blind. And you shouldn't, you know, that's... I know it's your opinion, but your opinion is wrong. You have to respect the talent that is there now. It doesn't matter if you like him or not. You just have to respect it. So there you go. Max Verstappen wins again. Ten in a row. Will he make it 11 in the Singapore Grand Prix? We'll wait and see. Sergio Perez secures a 1-2 for Red Bull. They drive home in formation like Ferrari do at Le Mans. Great stuff there. Carlos Sainz secures third. His first podium of the year. Great job for Sainz. Really impressive stuff. Great driving all weekend. Um, I'm happy for him there. Uh, Leclerc is fourth, Russell in fifth, Hamilton the gets the five-second penalty, but it doesn't move him at all. He came home in sixth, Albon was seventh, equaling his best result of the year. Norris was eighth, Alonso ninth, Valtteri Bottas brings home the final points position for Alfa Romeo in tenth. Very underrated um, drive for Bottas, but as I always say, if you drive around for Romeo, you won't appear on telly, but you know, great drive for him to get some points there. Piastri just outside because of uh, Lewis Hamilton. He's in 11th. Sargent 12th. Liam Lawson, a fantastic 13th. Joe 14th. Stroll 15th. Gasly 16th. Nico Hulkenberg in 17th. Kevin Magnussen is the final of the finishers in 18th. At some point, Ocon retired the car. That wasn't shown. There must have been some kind of issue there. And, of course, Yuki Tsunoda did not start the race. Overall, very enjoyable race. I think there was a lot of stuff going on all across the grid. Some properly good battles. Some really good wheel-to-wheel racing. And also some bad wheel-to-wheel racing. Join me tomorrow when we have a look at the driver racings. We're giving each driver a score from 1 to 10 of how I think they performed this weekend. And as I said, next week there is no F1, but there will be a news video if there's any news that we need to talk about. And also a different video that will be coming out on Friday. Then we'll be back for the Singapore Grand Prix in two weeks' time. So until then, though, have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.